Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Well, hello, Livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. On this edition of Before the Bid, we are going out to Palisade, Nebraska, where we are going to uh, talk to a guy that's a second-generation cattleman, a guy that actually grew up in California, and he's moved around a little bit, and we're going to let him tell you about that. And uh, he's got the Bear Mountain Fall Production Sale, and that sale is going to be November 23rd, starts at uh, 11 a.m., and that is at the ranch in Palisade, Nebraska. And tonight, I'm talking with Brian Stoller of Bear Mountain Angus. Brian, how are you? Good. How about you? I am good. How are, how are things out in Nebraska? Oh, going pretty good. It's a little chilly here today, the uh, beginning of the second week of November, but just busy getting ready for the sale. Got the cold and got the snow and, and all that good stuff that uh, to go along with all the sale festivities to get ready for? Yes, of course. <laughs> always, always fun to make it a challenge, right? Yep, yep. Well, good. Well, Brian, you and I worked, uh, we worked together a long time ago uh, in Louisville, and, and that's where you and I met and and uh, got along well and, and met up a couple times here and there uh, from uh, from time to time at different Angus events and, and just really enjoyed meeting with you and talking with you and, and enjoy, uh, enjoy and want to uh, thank you for getting this put together so that we can be on the podcast and, and talk about this sale and things like that and talk about some history and, and different things about the ranch and uh, I guess start off uh, introduce us introduce us to your family a little bit and and uh, tell us just a little bit about them. Okay, so I'm Brian Stoller, and um, I've got a wife named Tiffany, and then we've got two daughters, Reagan, who's in college uh, at Oklahoma State in her second year there, and McKinley, who's eight, who's currently a third grader, and just got done showing at her first junior nationals this summer, which she was excited about growing up watching Big Sister uh, show and go to junior nationals. She'd been looking forward to that for a long time. So, uh, just kind of a family ranch here. We all work together as much as we can. And that's just kind of how we do things. Um, I guess what got us started, uh, was I worked with my parents and, um, they helped us purchase this place from Nebraska and then kind of just turned everything over to us. 
All right. Well, tell us tell us about uh, about your your start. I guess you said your your parents didn't really grow up in the cattle business, uh, but but they kind of wanted to get started with that. Tell, talk us through that just a little bit. Okay, so um, I guess my dad, he was born in Chicago, moved to Seattle when he was young, and then in his uh, young teen years, moved to Southern California in uh, West Hollywood. Uh, My mom was born and grew up in L.A., um, and that's where they met, actually, at a uh, pony ride. But um, when my dad was in high school, he got pretty involved in FFA, and uh, he lived in the city, so couldn't have any animals or anything, but they had a school farm where he went to school and showed uh, cattle and sheep and chickens. I think that's it, but um, uh, got really involved and active in that and did pretty well and uh wanted to own a ranch which his ag teacher at the time told him unless you inherit or are born into it you will never own a ranch and he set out to prove that guy wrong so he actually became an electrician and and my parents together also bought that pony ride that they met at and before i was born they actually bought a ranch in northern california and that's where I grew up. Um, and then when I was 10, they bought, um, well, I guess back up when your first year, nine, when I was in four, first year in 4-H, we just bought a couple of calves from a local rancher to show. Um, and they decided they wanted to, get us some Angus efforts because our 4-H leader had a small Angus herd there and so they drove up to Oregon and bought me an Angus heifer and my brother an Angus heifer and I believe that was in 1986, 85 or 86 and that's uh, how we got our first Angus and I guess the reason we call ourselves Bear Mountain Angus is the place we had owned there was Bear Mountain Ranch so we just Change that over to Bear Mountain Angus and uh, have just stayed with that ever since. In um, 2001, after I got done with college, my parents had bought uh, Foot Acres Angus in Idaho, in Melba, Idaho. And them and me went up there and ran that place till 2008 and then sold that and then that's where i met my wife is in idaho and then we moved back here to nebraska where we currently are now so you've been been around the country doing a lot of things out there yeah yeah we've moved a few times and i really don't want to move again (laughs) kind of like it where i'm at (laughs) yeah understandable the moving moving is not very fun sometimes no, well, but it's been a, it's been a good adventure. I'll tell you that. Right. Well, how how did you get started in Nebraska? Did you guys find a? Did you buy a smaller place and and keep buying around that? How did how did all that get started? No, actually. So when we had sold the place in Idaho, those people told us we could be there for five to ten years. It sold to some developers 
and uh, after a year and a half, they decided they wanted us out within six months, so we had to find something in a hurry. And when we were in Denver at the stock show, um, my dad had talked to Randy Lathrop and asked him if he knew of anything for sale, and he introduced my dad to a realtor in Julesburg, Colorado. So after stock show, I sent the cattle home, and I stayed with the tack trailer and came up here, and that guy showed me two different ranches, and that's how we ended up here. So we had to find something in a hurry, and it's kind of a place that made sense to us. Just kind of walked into one of those places. Yeah, and I guess a little about the place we're on. Um, the previous owners, it was actually a purebred operation. It was a Hereford ranch they called Schroeder Herefords, which uh, I wasn't familiar with, but um, I guess at one time was a pretty big Hereford ranch. Uh, and then they had actually gone into raising composite bulls and selling composite bulls here, but, um, but yeah, so... I guess there's some uh, fair amount of seed stock have been raised on this place where we're at. Mm-hmm. Now, where is Palisade, Nebraska located? We're in southwest Nebraska, uh, about 20, 25 miles from Kansas and 50 or 55 miles from Colorado. About an hour and 15 minutes from North Platte, south and west a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, how big of an operation is is Bear Mountain Angus today? Um, well, we actually, when we bought the place, there was about 2,400 acres with the grass and farm ground. Um, and then we just added another 1,300 acres this spring. Uh, we run currently about 400 mother cows, give or take a few. Um and we'll sell, uh, we'll have a bull sale in the spring, sell 100 to 120 bulls in it, and probably sell another 40 or 50 private treaty besides that. Mm-hmm. Now, is this is this your second female sale? Is that correct? Well, as a second one in a row, I guess we used to have a annual production sale, female sale, in the fall, and... Um, Oh, I guess about, oh, shoot, I don't know. Um, Maybe in like 11, we quit doing that, and we're just selling females in our bull sale. But then last year, we had a mature cow herd dispersal, and um, I guess I just kind of went with that same date again this year, more or less, right the weekend before Thanksgiving. And um, just decide we need to downsize a little bit just due to the fact that we can't really find enough help to get everything done exactly how we'd like to get things done. Now, on, on that on that same page, you do have a, a somebody that's helping you. Is that correct? Yeah. Just here in the last, oh, probably about a month and a half ago, a guy by the name of Brian Merritt started kind of learning as we go uh doesn't have a whole lot of purebred experience uh has a little bit of cattle experience but uh willing to do whatever needs done which is nice so that's helped out quite a bit but um we'll just kind of see how that goes this time goes on Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's been a that's been a lot of ranching for for you and Tiffany to get all of that uh, taken care of and all of that done. Then. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I guess we find some day help from time to time, and we've got a few neighbors that have uh, been awesome that help us out a lot when they can. Uh, two in particular is uh, Shad Weiss and his family, and um, Kelly Dedker. Uh, the two of them. Oh, it seems like if I need something, I can just call them and they'll show up if they can. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Well, well, with with that many cattle and and that limited on on help resources, what what is some of your breeding goals have to be to to be able to do those those kind of things with with just basically just a couple of you i guess the biggest thing is low maintenance um kind of need to be able to survive and we do our best to check them as much as we can but can't really get to everything every day so um i guess with that you know one thing i've always uh, bred cattle on is sound structured, you know, cattle that are good footed, can get around, move, have some fleshing ability, some depth of rib. Um, and I guess with all that, with the show background that I grew up and started this with, I like them to have a nice look to them too. Mm-hmm. Now you've, you've shown and, and sold some, some successful show cattle, correct? Yeah. Tell us, you got just a, a few of those in mind that, that you remember? Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, oh, when we were in Idaho, we sold quite a few show heifers. Um, oh, one of them would have went to a young man named Bobby Lax as the Fairmount and Jamie 4101, which uh, she won the Nile up in Billings as a calf, the open show, and then won it again as a junior yearling. She also won uh, the show out in Reno for him. Uh, There's another heifer that some people in Texas bought from us that actually Express ended up with. uh, Her name was Bear Mountain Pride, 4157. She, I believe, was supreme at San Antonio and then won the Angus at Fort Worth for them. Uh, and I guess more recently, we haven't really sold as many show heifers because our daughters have been showing uh, Reagan, uh, you know, especially being 19 now. Um, oh, a few years ago, we had a pen of heifers in Denver that was reserved pen of heifers there down the yards, and uh, Reagan showed two of them. And I guess at Junior Nationals, they ended up in the same class and were first and second in their class there. And one of them went on to be Reserve Supreme at our state fair, uh, won the Angus Division and Reserve Supreme. And um, that other heifer that was second, her son, her first calf, Reagan showed last year at Junior Nationals. And he was a uh, reserve bred known steer for her, won his class in the regular steer show and was reserve bred known. So, yeah, a few of them have done all right. 
Right, right. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. We've got a. There's another one here that uh, that that maybe we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But uh, one of those one of those special stories. So, you mentioned that that you have a bull sale in the spring. Tell us just a little bit about the bull sale. Um, I guess in the past we've always had some two year olds, full two year olds, uh, some what we call coming two year olds, which would be fall eighteen month old bulls. And then yearlings, um, like like I said, we'll probably sell about 120 usually. Uh, this year we're probably going to have just about 100, and that's because I'm going to sell the ones that be full two-year-olds in this fall sale. It'll be about 40 of those. Um, and I guess in the past, or like this past year, the bull sale average, oh, right about $4,150. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the high seller was thirteen thousand going to Kupels, and, uh, and then you'd have bulls, you know, sell, you know, anywhere from that thirteen thousand on down to twenty two hundred. Mm-hmm. So. Well, good deal. Well, I remember when we were working together, we worked on a Kupel co- bull, right? Uh, was it a Kupel bull or was it a? It was another, it was from the Dakotas, I remember that. Right, yeah. I think he won Louisville, right? Yeah, 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 I think it was. That that dates us just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dates us just a little yeah. bit. Well, well, you've got all of these cattle and, and you sell all of these bulls. What what do you think your operation and what do you think your cattle, how do you think they can help other operations and, and where do you see them fitting into other <laughs> operations? Oh, I guess kind of my slogan here is uh, focusing on quality with performance. And, you know, like I talked a little bit ago about feet and legs and structure and quality. But at the same time, you know, I breed cattle that will grow. Um, You know, they're generally born assistance-free. Cattle that, you know, when they go in the feedlot, will still gain and then grade well. And for those guys that want to sell on a grid, you know, can have a chance of of uh, capturing some of those premiums. Uh, we've actually fed out some of our own cattle and have done fairly well um, with the majority of them, you know, being CAB or higher and uh, and gaining well. Um, I guess the biggest thing would be the maternal end of things. Um, I'm a firm believer in uh, if you got a good female that you'll have a cow herd that's sustainable and will be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you feed these bulls? And, and you've got a little bit of a special kind of a deal uh, with, with feeding, feeding these cattle and, and feeding these bulls to get them ready. Yeah, um, when we moved here to Nebraska, I was looking for a nutritionist, and this guy, um, actually my father-in-law, introduced him to me. He um, made me realize that we were developing bulls. We weren't finishing them, so we basically we feed them on a high-roughage, non-starch diet. They don't get any corn. Uh, we use soy holes, which is a roughage. I guess to replace the corn, um, feed them a lot of hay, 
the cattle, um, you know, his cows and calves are run out in some hills and pretty good-sized pastures, so, you know, they grow up kind of knowing how to run his cows or, you know, not really pampered or anything. Um, and the cows, they're not really fed any corn. Or, yeah, they're not fed any corn either. I guess the closest thing we come to corn is uh, distillers, but they take all the starch out of that. So um, I really think this non-starch diet helps these cattle uh, both last longer and then like the bulls when the guys take them and turn them out with their cows they don't have to adjust their system from a starch diet to a roughage diet they can just go out there eat grass and uh, go to work and do their job for them and um, I guess we've been doing that for over 10 years now and the guys that buy them really really like how they hold up for them Mm-hmm. That way they can kind of go any way they want with them. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Well, good deal. Good deal. Well, we uh, you've got a sale coming up on November 23rd. And, again, it is in Palisade, Nebraska. And starts got 11 o'clock start time. And, and tell us uh, just a little bit who all who all's involved in this sale and and uh, what do you have? What do you have going on with all of that? Um, the sale manager is the Angus Hall of Fame. I believe Jeremy Hag will be here. Um, the uh, auctioneer. We're gonna have two auctioneers. Um, we're gonna have uh, Rick Machado from California going back to my roots, and then we're gonna have Kyle Lehman. So there's going to be 320 commercial bread heifers and 60 open commercial bread heifers. He'll sell them, and Rick will sell the registered cattle. There will be, um, I think we've got 68 bread heifers, registered bread heifers. There's like 62 spring bred cows. There are eight fall pairs. And then I've got uh, what I feel is our best donor that we have on the place right now. I put her in there kind of as a sale highlight, sell half interest in her. And then we've got four, probably the four best heifer calves we raised this year, all by Hoover, no doubt. Um, just to kind of get the sale started off on the right foot. Mm-hmm. Now, you say you've got some you got some commercials in there and, and some bulls in there as well? Yeah, yeah. I guess I forgot. There's 40 of those uh, long yearling bulls in there, too. And then on the commercial heifers, uh, the deal with them is we bought them from our customers as heifer calves and um, raised them mostly out on grass and stalks. They've had very little feed, kind of raise them like I raised the bulls. Uh, so when we sell them, you know, they should be able to go out and work as commercial cows, just like, you know, a guy would take care of his own, I'd imagine. Um, and we call on those pretty hard for temperament, quality, structure. We do pelvic measure those. Um and, you know, it kind of got everything done 
there'd be about half of those bred heifers be AI'd to a bull of ours we call Stronghold, who helped a genetic spot a couple of years ago. Uh, and the balance will be bred to um, some of our Cavanese herd sires. Okay. And you guys have a, you have in your catalog, you guys have a sight unseen buyer satisfaction guarantee. Yep. Yep. We, uh, we'll have everything videoed, but I guess you can only see so much on a video. But if you, uh, end up with something you don't like let me know and we'll make sure you're happy mm -hmm. and, and speaking of videos you guys have your sale on on uh, a video right or you have your sale on live yeah it'll be online at live auctions and, and last year we actually i swear i'd never do it but go i swear i'd never have a video only sale but um it's just so much easier to do that, um, less help, less less stress on the cattle, less stress on me, trying to get everything ran through the ring without getting hurt, get them in in the right order. This way we can just uh, have them on a video. We've got three 65-inch TVs, and um, that's how we'll sell them. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of lots to sell on video. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But it's a whole lot of lots to run through the ring all at the same time. Yeah. 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 Well you talked about, about some of your customers uh and and buying those heifers back and, and running those heifers through. You have you've got a special little story about uh getting one back. Um tell tell us a little bit about that. So when we were in California, uh, when I left to go to college, my parents decided we needed to have a dispersal sale. Um, <laughs> Brian's leaving. Brian's leaving. The help's leaving. We better have a dispersal, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what they thought. Um, but one of those in that sale was a cow that we had. We had actually bought the cow from Krebs. Whitestone Krebs at the time, uh, which they had bought her from Jowers, and these people that had bought this cow, which she had a freeze brand on her side of 747, uh, at the age of, I think, six or seven, they decided to check the cow's tattoo, and it was off by one number, and they let us know that, so we called the Krebs and asked them, what's the deal? And they called Jowers, and Jowers said, oh, yeah, we use a rotary tattoo, and sometimes it slips. So we called the association, and they said, that's fine. We'll just uh, switch that on the paper. Well, the people weren't happy. So we ended up getting that cow back with her calf. And um, the calf at her side was a cow we called Bear Mountain Jamie. Uh, 512, which is a heifer that we ended up uh, winning the junior show in Denver with in 1997. So, and there'd be, if you get our catalog or look at our catalog online, you'll see a big jag of the cattle that we have go back to that cow. And, you know, she's one that not only did good in the show ring, but she was extremely productive and, 
you know, raised some herd sires for us and some other Angus programs. And a lot of the heifers we show go back to that cow. Um, so I guess kind of a neat story of how we got a really good one back. Yeah. And you guys, uh, and, and we can find that, that catalog information and, and your website. Where can they, where can they get all of that stuff? Oh, you can go to our website, which is just BearMountainAngus.com, um, which there's a link to our catalog, which is up on the Angus website, too. Um, I guess from our website, you can link to live auctions, which hopefully, oh, about the, hopefully by the 18th of November, we have videos up. We're working on that this week, getting that done. Um, so you should be able to see all the videos on liveauctions.tv and, um, I guess you can kind of stay up to date on our website, uh, for some updates or whatever. That's got to be a lot of fun with all the snow and the rain and the cold and everything else trying to get cattle videoed. Yeah, but fortunately the forecast looks good. Looks like it's supposed to be in the 50s and 60s for the next two weeks. So hopefully they're right for once. <laughs> well, that, that, yeah, let's let's hope they are, so you can get those videos taken. That's really yes. good. Tell us about that weekend of the sale. What all do you guys have going on that weekend, and and what all goes on, and when can people see cattle, and and uh, what can they expect for that? Oh, I guess. People can come look at cattle anytime. That's fine with me. We'll make time to show you or point you in the right direction. Um, on, uh, I guess, Tuesday, we're going to, most of those commercial, well, all the commercial heifers are still out on grass, hopefully on corn stalks by then. But we'll get those gathered up that day. Wednesday, we'll kind of run them through and preg check them and sort them into how we're going to sell them. Uh, probably Thursday, we'll get all the registered cattle down into our sale pens by our sale barn. And um, so anytime's fine to come look at cattle. Friday be an excellent day. Uh, and then Saturday, like, uh, like you've said, we'll start the sale at 11 o'clock. We'll start uh, sell all the registered females first. Then we'll sell all the commercial females and then we'll end the sale with the bulls. These cattle, what, what, what's your been your past, uh, your past successes with with the sale? I mean, where are we? What, what kind of averages are we looking at? Can we? Uh, what, what kind of crowd are we looking at? What, what can, what can people expect that haven't ever been to the uh, fall production sale? Uh, last year's sale, uh, we averaged about twenty five hundred uh, across the board. Uh, the high selling cow was ten thousand. Uh, she was a donor cow of ours. Um, the bred heifers we sold last year, the registered ones, averaged about twenty three hundred, and the cows averaged about twenty six hundred. Um, that commercials, we actually sold them in a separate sale last year in the middle of December, which I just combined the two. Figure we get one sale, get it done and over with. Um, 
But those average, well, I don't remember what they averaged, but I know they sold from 1400 to about 1700 Um So I guess that, and I, that's probably about where I think things will probably be this year, too, um, as far as averages go and what things should cost. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds good. And again, that's the that's the Bear Mountain Fall Production Sale, Saturday, November twenty third. Starts at eleven o'clock in Palisade, Nebraska, and uh, uh, go out and and like Brian says, be able to look at those cattle anytime and and have videos up here. Uh, what did you say about the eighteenth or so? You believe yeah, all those videos so. will be up and and be ready to go, and, and that's got to be a big feat to to get that many cattle videoed and that many cattle ready, and and then get all those videos ready. Yeah, yeah. Who who comes and does the does your videos for those? Well, in the past, I've done it myself and edited it myself, edited them myself, but it takes a lot of time. And actually, Mariah, um, who does live auctions, I talked to her tonight. She's going to be out here anyway. So I believe here on Wednesday, which will be the 13th, uh, she's going to come and video them for me this year and get them edited. It'll probably take about three days to get them all done. Is that about how long it used to take you? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it just depends on what what go what happens, what goes on, weather, what cows are out, who calls. <laughs> right, right. Got to stop and show show guys cattle if they come, and, and no more videos for the day, yeah. and that sort of thing. So, so hopefully that'll take a little bit off of you then. Yeah. Well, good, good deal. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning to uh, hire things done. Right, right. Oh, good, good. I know. Uh, I know. You just got back from from Reno not too long ago. Here, you were out at the National Angus Convention, and and what did you see out there? What did you learn out there? Uh, what what were some of the highlights of that, that that you enjoyed? Oh, I guess the biggest thing is just seeing a lot of friends. Um, Getting to talk cattle. Um, what did I learn? Um, I don't know. I just, I basically, I kind of go to those conventions to see see people and and talk about cattle. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Well, that's a good place to that's a good place to do that. Yes. Right. Well, Brian, uh, anything else you want to tell us about about the cattle, about the about the ranch, about the sale, anything like that that, that maybe uh, listeners need to know? Yeah, I guess um, a few of the sale highlights. Um, the lot one cow in here is by KG Justified. She's what I feel is the best donor cow we have right now. So. Um, thought we'd offer half of her um also we're going to sell what i think is our four best heifer calves from this year who are lots 2a b and c and there's one that's not in the catalog we'll call 2x um they're all by no doubt and uh out of four different donor cows who actually sold in last year's sale 
Um, but those heifers are, I guess I have high hopes for them making donors someday. Um, there's lot three is a full sister to traction. She'd be a bred heifer, bred the capitalist 316. Um, there's a, another bred heifer here, lot four, by a bull we, we raised that um, I called Titanic, and then out of a Pathfinder Pioneer cow. Uh, she's really good. Uh, some of the others, let's see, lot 15. Is a 1682 that's really good out of a really good cow family. Goes back to a Sitz cow on the bottom side. There's um, lot 67, which is a logic, and then beyond the same cow is that stronghold bull I was talking about. All those heifers being bred to that Alta bought. Mm-hmm. And she she's actually uh, AI bred to a bull we call Justify, who's a Justified son, uh, who's really good. We really like his first calf crop here. Um, there's uh, two full sisters, lot 86 and 87, who are full sisters to a bull we showed we called George W., who's a George son out of a... Oh, a lassie cow that we had got from Top Line a while back. Um, and then 113 is another really good cow. That's one Reagan showed. She was actually a champion Angus in the FFA show one year at the state fair. And lot 115 is probably one of my favorites. She's an O'Reilly factor bred to no doubt. Um... And I guess as far as the bulls go, that lot 123, he'd be an insight, actually a full brother to that uh, really good heifer that Reagan showed that won her class at junior nationals and was uh, reserve supreme at the state fair. Yes, there's more good cattle through here, but uh, those are just a few of the highlights. Well, good. Good deal. Good deal. Appreciate you. Appreciate you doing that. And and you did, like you mentioned, you did put a few of these bulls in this fall sale. Uh, but you do again have another spring bull sale. Yeah, and it'll be in January, on January 29th, the last Wednesday in January, which we moved that up a month, but uh, thought it'd work better for me and the customers, just due to when everybody calves around here. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have this sale, and then you got to quickly, uh, quickly stick around and get bulls ready for the bull sale. Yes, sir. We actually have to take pictures on uh, December 1st and 2nd for that. So there's no rest for the weary. <laughs> no, no time to sit around and and recover much, really. No, no. Well, good. Well, that's good. Well, that's that's a good deal. So, yeah, you can you can find again find this information if you need to go back through here and and uh, go back through those cattle if you haven't done so already at uh, www.bearmountainangus.com. Go down to the side there. Really easy to follow along and and uh, it says cattle. Is it cattle for sale? I'm actually off of it looking at the catalog, but uh, cattle for sale and and that leads you right into the catalog, the sale catalog and 
uh, blow it right up and, and everything's really easy to look at and, and readable. Uh, got a lot of pictures on there of, of cattle and, and Brian, you've really, really got these cattle uh, looking quite nice here, especially uh, especially just being on a on a forage diet. Thank you. So wanna wanna commend you. Wanna commend you on that and and uh, the way these cattle look and and look ready to go. Thanks. Well, good. I guess one more thing. If anybody wants a catalog, you can just get a hold of me and I'll mail you one. How can we do that? Uh, you can call me. My number is three zero eight seven three seven six two one three, or you can text me. Or if you want to just email me, that's bearmtnangus at msn.com. All right. Well, Brian, I appreciate you uh, being on with me here for this edition of Before the Bid and, and getting this thing put together and spending time telling us uh, about Bear Mountain Angus and how Bear Mountain Angus became Bear Mountain Angus and, and where you're headed and, and those different things. And, and again, want to wish you good luck on the sale here Saturday, November 23rd, Palisade, Nebraska. Starts at 11 o'clock. Don't be late, I'm guessing. Uh, be the, Be there and be ready to go, right? Yeah, we're going to try and get through them in a rapid fashion because there's a lot to sell. That sounds like a long day. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> All right. And and don't forget, Tiffany, Tiffany will cook the best lunch anywhere. Try tip. Oh, my. Beans, salad. Good food. I tell everybody uh, I wasn't skinny when I met her, but I haven't gotten any skinnier. <laughs> Well, that's great. That's great. Yeah, come come for lunch and, and enjoy the kettle as well, right? Yes, please uh, do. All right. Well, Brian, want to wish you good luck with that and, and wish you good luck getting the bull sale ready, and, and uh, hopefully we'll do another before the bid uh, for the bull sale as well. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, again, we want to want to invite you all Bear Mountain Fall Production Sale Saturday, November twenty third, two thousand nineteen, Palisade, Nebraska. And again, starts at eleven o'clock with a great lunch right there and great cattle. And and Brian Stoller uh, will be your host for that. So uh, again, just want to thank you, Brian, and and uh, show my appreciation for your time and and getting this put together. Thank you, Andy. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.